Police officers, they often get a bad rap, primarily because people, social media, and the news only highly publicize negative interactions. Officer David Dukes was fired and charged with felony assault and battery. Excessive force can never be an acceptable foundation for the policing of any community. Officer Kevin Perez kicked Crud up several times and slammed his head to the ground. It's disappointing, after a year unlike any other, that we still discredit some of our bravest men and women. Enough is enough. It's time we stand up and back the blue. I am Kayla Blakesley, a local member of the media and radio personality. And I am Sophia Rosales-Catina, captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department. Together we are joining forces to bring you Unholstered. An in-depth look at all the stories, events, and topics that show how our officers serve and fight for our community every single day. When we saw the car up in flames. You know, we saw the two kids in the back unconscious. We knew that we had to get them out. And no topics are off limits. On that day, I participated in the defense of the United States Capitol from an armed mob. He's shooting at the cops right now. We're backing up. A sixth grade female student fired multiple rounds. More black people are supposed to call Ghostbusters. When we have crime in our neighborhoods, we need police reform. Plus, we'll give you an intimate look into the unheard stories that only officers themselves can share. From saving lives. Officer Michael, in heroic fashion, return fire uh, even even in the midst of, of being shot himself to soul-crushing losses this is a raw scene and this is a raw emotional outpouring of hurt by your police department and by your first responders and every incredible moment in between thank god there's a school resource officer there to handle and de-escalate the situation so nobody is hurt we're giving you an unfiltered look at some of the bravest men and women on earth so join us for a show unlike any other and hear from your police officers like you've never heard them before. Your town, your topics, your team. This is Unholstered. This is an exclusive presentation of WoWo 1190 AM and 107.5 FM, Unholstered. Here we go, it's time for another edition of Unholstered. I love this show so much. My name is Kayla Blakesley. I am just one of your hosts here on Unholstered. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sophia Rosales-Catina. I'm a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department, and I am the law enforcement side of the show, and welcome back. I represent the media side uh, as I host a local news talk radio program here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And Sophia and I have joined forces to share and tell all of the stories, to talk about all of the things that just don't often get talked about in law enforcement. And Sophia, uh, we are actually completely changing gears today and doing something that we didn't plan on doing uh, simply because I was driving into work the other day and I was listening to news talk as I usually do. Everyone always asks me what my favorite kind of music is. And I'm like, I don't really know. Talk I radio. Listen to talk radio. Uh, but I'm driving in and I hear this report out of Ohio. Um, the county and whatnot escapes me. But in Ohio, right now, they're being greatly plagued by fake traffic stops uh, and i say fake is because they're being conducted by men who are not police officers um, in unmarked cars specifically targeting women they're pulling over women to get them in secluded areas to have their way with these women and it really got me to thinking um, right now a whole investigation is underway in ohio things are happening over there but it really got me to thinking just kind of knowing our rights particularly when it comes to a traffic stop um, there have been times in my past, uh, I can actually remember two occasions where I was pulled over, um, and both were for instances of the police officer didn't think I was wearing my seatbelt. In both cases, I was. 
Um, my, I've always had a car that dings, like if you don't plug in your seatbelt. Yeah. And I remember I saying that both, yeah, I think they all, yeah. we all do. And I remember saying that in both, during both occasions to said police officers, well, I mean, my car dings if I don't have it on. But I remember feeling like those were really suspicious odd traffic stops during those times and even to this day i still don't know if there was something off about them or not uh, but my spidey senses were definitely popping off so i wanted to talk about these these kind of fake traffic stops and our rights sure i think the first place to start is with these unmarked cars so i'm hearing this uh, that these guys are pulling over these women in unmarked cars officers can conduct traffic stops in unmarked cars right correct we can and when we do that, the officer conducting the traffic stop, if their squad car is unmarked, must be in uniform. That is Indiana state law. So we cannot issue a ticket to anyone, and we wouldn't pull you over unless it was a gross violation of some sort. We felt like someone was going to die if we didn't get you pulled over right away. But generally, we'll call someone else in a marked unit unit with a, with a, a uniform to come to our location to conduct that traffic stop if we're not in uniform in an unmarked car. But we have a lot of unmarked cars around our department. So our detectives have unmarked cars, gang um, and vice narcotic officers. And a lot of the, they're all in uniform. Uh, not the detectives, but the vice narcotics uh, people that have the unmarked police cars, they're in uniform. We have uniform vice narcotics officers. Our gang and street crimes are in unmarked cars, but they are in full uniform. So by state law, in order to receive a, a citation, you must be in uniform if you're in an unmarked car. If you're in a marked car, you don't have to be in uniform, hmm. but you are in a marked car. So it's more visible that you are a police officer. Now, <clears throat> over the past years, since we've had, um, well, since I've been on, we decommission our police cars. And those cars then get... Um, the markings pulled off of them and they go to auction and they do still look like an unmarked police car but all the lights are out the red and blue lights are out things like that so but if someone wanted <clears throat> to that shouldn't be yes and we've had instances where we've had people knowingly pull pe people over pretending to be an officer wow. we've wrangled them up pretty quickly um we've had several um of the instances of the same person um, impersonating an officer. Um, so it's it's one of those things where it doesn't happen all the time, but we have had instances where it has happened here. That's interesting, um, talking about decommissioning the cars. So where I work for a local radio station here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, we all have logoed gear, right? I mean, everywhere, everywhere someone works, <clears throat> you usually have your logo on some kind of gear, whether it's a zip up or a hoodie or something like that. But we have a lot of logoed gear because station events were all out. We all wear the similar similar stuff. Um, however, it, once if you're terminated or you quit or for whatever reason you're parting ways from the company, you are supposed to turn in all of that gear, turn it back in. I'll be honest, it very seldom happens. Right. Um, but you are supposed to turn it back in in the event that someone wants to impersonate either you or just impersonate a, a rep here at Federated Media where I work or for one of the stations. Um, so it's interesting, kind of the same concept. And, and think about it. Scammers do it all the time. They go door to door pretending to be an INM representative. Right. Um, Making the fake IDs exactly. and everything like that. Yeah. So, so of course, no wonder it happens to police as well. What I didn't realize, and this is silly me for not realizing this, obviously it's different state to state and the yes. way Ohio does things yes. is different from the way Illinois does things to us. So, but for sake of conversation here in Indiana, 
An officer can be in an unmarked car and pull you over, but needs to be in a uniform to give you a citation. Correct. In the event of, let's say this, like you said, this detective, who's not in a uniform, I'm assuming, let's in a suit, in an unmarked car, you are doing something completely egregious and he pulls you over. So then you have to just sit there and wait for him to call in a nearby officer who is in a marked car or has a uniform? He's probably already, or he or she is probably already called, hey, I'm following oh, this car. So someone's probably already headed that way. So it wouldn't be like a long time you'd be waiting. Luckily, we work in a city where there's an officer usually in a close proximity um, to where most people are. And when you get out to the county, sometimes there might be issue um, at might that take point. a little longer. <laughs> might take a little longer, but, sure. but they'll get there eventually. Um, and when when we talk about this, I, I want to assure people to, um, and as a woman myself, um, well, I've, I've been a police officer for most of my adult life. Um, I, right out of college, I came into this job. So my fear of, of things is probably less than mm-hmm. um, normal women just because I've had a lot of training. I've had a lot of um, experience on this job. I trust my instincts. Or I think as a lot of women, we, we, we walk around and we don't because we don't want to be rude. We don't want to seem like we're not personable or or friendly or something. So we let things happen where we shouldn't. Um, so if there is an unmarked car behind you trying to pull you over and you have a legitimate like, concern that it is not a Fort Wayne police officer pulling you over, we have red and blue lights by state law. The only people that can have red and blue lights are police officers, law enforcement officers in the state of Indiana. Every state is different. Michigan has blue bubble lights on the top oh, no of their state patrol cars. Some jurisdictions just have blue lights. Some have red and blues. In Fort Wayne and in Indiana, it's red and blue lights that must be on a police car. Even unmarked. Even unmarked. Yep. If they're okay. pulling you over. And do not pull over for yellow hazard lights or... Anything that looks like just a single color. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we have a lot of people who put those neon or LED lights on their cars, and they do red and blue. That is illegal. You cannot have red and blue LED lights on your vehicle. You can be cited for that and made to have that removed. I didn't know that. Yes. But I, I'm glad. I take comfort in knowing that. Yeah, because we don't want people to mistake cars for being mm-hmm. police cars. And sometimes those LED lights can look. Legit. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. And you see some of these squad cars that are just lit up with all sorts of red and blue lights mm-hmm. all over it. And sometimes officers put extra lights in their cars uh, just for visibility. Is it often, I mean, I feel like when I see police cars on the side of the road, whether they're scanning for tickets or what what have you or maybe in a high just high traffic area i don't know what whatever i always see them as marked cars i very seldom see unmarked cars even driving through ohio you always see the troopers sitting there on the side of the highway you know waiting to catch you speeding yeah is it often that unmarked cars are i don't want to know if i want to use the words hiding out for these traffic stops is that pretty common the use of our unmarked cars are really relegated to special assignments So gang is a specialty unit. Vice narcotics is a specialty unit. Now we do have some unmarked cars on the streets because um, we have some people within our uniform division that have them. So they can make those traffic stops if if they choose to. And and a lot of times we do run these special details like a seatbelt enforcement 
where we're primarily just trying to find people not wearing seatbelts. And those are government grant driven. And at that time, those were a bid position. So anybody on the department can bid them if you, if you want. So, so that would explain why in my one incident that I was talking about, it was an unmarked police yeah. car. Okay. Yeah. So someone came out, maybe came out. And I know we do have someone that um, when he worked in Vice Narcotics would come and do those details. Mm-hmm. And he has an unmarked SUV. But he was always in full uniform when he did those. And I still see him to this day pulling people over Mm -hmm. um, in an unmarked car. And yes, he's always in full uniform when he does that. Then let me ask you this. Uh, My scenario again, let's just use that for sake Mm -hmm. of conversation. I'm getting pulled over in this situation by an unmarked car. The officer is in full uniform. I can see him approaching my vehicle in my rearview mirror. But my my spidey senses are still going off. I I know I haven't done anything wrong. I'm wearing my seatbelt. Life is great, um, and it just seems peculiar. I can call, well, I don't know, can I call 911? Can I call, I mean, local dispatch? I know I can call local dispatch, but to call and make sure this is a legit traffic stop? Yes, you can. However, I want to really caution people about reaching around, looking for your cell phone while an officer is walking up to your vehicle. Yeah. That is not a safe thing for the officer. That's not a safe thing for you to do. The best thing to do is if you see that officer get out of his car and he is in full uniform, but you still have cause for concern, that's fine. Put your hands on the steering wheel, let him walk up or her and tell them what they pulled you over for. Give him your license and registration Sir, I'm going to call 911. I, I feel like this is not right. There's something about it. I write, I'm sorry, you know, I, I just want to call and confirm. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, people don't have our uniforms with our outer vest, with all the insignia. Yeah. It. I don't know that there's been an incident since I've been on here for 28 years that that has ever happened on a full uniform, even in an unmarked car, um, that that's ever occurred here in Fort Wayne. Not saying it can't, mm-hmm. but I. I've never heard of that before, ever. What about um, the unmarked car, the officer wasn't in a uniform? Has, does that happen often where it's like, okay, this de- seems shady, I'm gonna call this one It is not. It. it does not happen very often because okay. we know- Same scenario, yeah. The issues that can arise if we do that. Like I said, that would be a dire emergency. Like if I don't get this car stopped, or at least attempt to stop people it, die. people are gonna yeah. die. Yeah. Um, most officers will call that in, like, hey, I'm behind this. Can I get a uniformed officer up here? And they'll wait for the uniformed officer, and they may make the backup, but they're not going to be the primary car stopping. And then if there's a ticket to be written, they can they can do that, but the uniformed officer must issue it. Gotcha. They can write that as a secondary. I would assume you're obviously not like, yeah, just call 911 to check on it. wouldn't be your first choice either. Would you recommend calling local dispatch instead, if need be? 911 would oh, okay. be, That's okay. I, I would right. consider that an emergency because there's, and I don't want everyone to think that I'm just going to call 911 because I, I'm getting pulled over. Sure. Um, most of the time when traffic stops happen, they usually happen in a busier area. That is usually a safe place unless it's the middle of the night and there's no cars around. Um, and if you're through the day, there's enough traffic on the road where there shouldn't be any concern for anyone involved in a traffic stop um, that's legitimate. Um, Where I have cause for concern, especially for females, would be someone trying to pull you over at two in the morning Mm -hmm. in a a not so populated area. At that point, if you see those red and blues come on, tap your brakes, at least let them know that you've seen. 
put your hand out the window, maybe do okay or something like that, hmm. and then slowly drive to a gas station or somewhere where there's lights. Oh, smart. And okay. while you're doing that, make that call to 911. There's an officer behind me. He has his red and blue lights on, but it's not a marked car. I don't know that this is a traffic stop. Can you? And they will get on the horn. Is someone trying to make a traffic stop wherever it is? Yes. And they'll tell you that is a legitimate officer. Go ahead and pull over. What happens to or what what are the charges, if any, to these police imposters? That's what I'm going to call them to the to the folks out there who are doing this, uh, like like in the case of Ohio, these men trying to lure women uh, by pulling them over via unmarked cars. I mean, what happens if and when they catch these guys? What happens to them? Uh, there is a charge here in Indiana for impersonating a police officer, and then it would depend on what you're doing or what happened during that stop. Um, because there could be a lot of charges that stem out of that. I, and I don't know what the charge would be in Ohio. I don't know if they have one. I'm sure they do of some sort of impersonating a government official or something like that. Um, but here, I, I believe it's a misdemeanor charge and it moves up to a felony if it's a repeat violation. If there is, again, I'm going to call it a police imposter in the Fort Wayne area. Y'all would certainly let residents know that, right? Or how would you go about handling that? Yeah, normally we would put out a release to the media. We'd get on TV, we'd talk about it. We'd identify, let people know what kind of vehicle it was, what the person looked like, um, those kinds of things, unless we already knew who they were. And at that point, if we knew who they were, we'd probably just go get them. Mm -hmm. And and most of the time, we can figure out pretty quickly. um, And this is where that community trust is is working for us here in our community is people will call in with information all the time. Isn't that great? Yeah. All the time. And uh, we're Probably very, good and bad. <laughs> we're very grateful for that because, you know, we need the community's help to solve these kinds of issues. And we don't want um, anyone to be hurt by anyone impersonating one of us. And um, like I said, it, it's just really great that we have that kind of community trust um, that people are willing to do that, and they know we'll follow up on those leads. Does it happen often? So we were talking about, you know, the folks who take old I&M gear and show up on your front door, just scammers. Does that happen a lot in the Fort Wayne Police Department in terms of just, like, raising funds for a certain charity or, like, your legacy fund? Do people pose as officers trying to raise money or, or other fundraisers like that? It's usually done by phone. Um, oh, they're yeah. not normally not done in person. Um, and they'll solicit under the Fraternal Order Police or they'll solicit as the Indiana Cops Women and Children's Fund or they'll they'll come up with all sorts Dirty of names. Dogs, so yeah. you really need to know where your money is going. And if you don't know that that's a legit um, place um, and you don't know that person soliciting, say, hey, um, let me call you back at the number I have here on Google. But do you all do that? Do you solicit donations we do and stuff? We do not solicit okay. anything by phone. Okay, so that's just mark yeah, that one and down. Yeah, and I'll add to that, too. Uh, we get a lot of people that that get phone calls about warrants over the phone. I assure you, if you have a warrant, you will never be contacted by phone. You will never be asked for money to get rid of the warrant. Um None of that will ever happen by phone. You, if you have a warrant for your arrest, you will get an in-person visit by the Allen County Sheriff's Department or the Fort Wayne Police Department if you're within the city limits. You know, it's crazy. We're sitting here and I just like pop, uh, popped up on Google. I put in police imposters just yeah. to see like, so not only is it an issue like 
in Ohio. Uh, Cleveland brought up a story. Texas brought up a story. Michigan brought up a story. I'm just sitting here, and it's like all of these popped up within the last three days. Yeah. That this is this is clearly a thing. I guess I didn't realize it. It was as big of an issue, perhaps, as maybe that it is. It is, and unfortunately, I'm glad nothing has happened here in our local community. But I think that just goes to show you how well we work with our community here. That they're really on top of things, and they know what's not right. Mm-hmm. They know what's not right, and they they contact us immediately. And uh, like I said. Um, Acknowledge that there's an officer behind you if there's red and blue lights. It will only be red and blue lights on an unmarked car. And as we move towards, and and I'll I'll say this too, in our community, and it's going to happen all across the country because a lot of these car manufacturers are are not making police packaged vehicles anymore. So... Wait, wait, what do you mean? So, like Chevy stopped making the Impala, the police Impala. Uh Uh, Ford has now stopped making the Ford Explorer. So really? yeah, so they're stop they're stopping all these police packages, and so we're we're having to buy from different companies. So we have a what I'll call a hodgepodge of vehicles as police vehicles. Mm-hmm. So you may not always see an Impala, you may not always see a Ford Explorer, you may see a Tahoe, you may see a huh. Durango, you may see a Charger. You you know so and every department's different that buys vehicles. Um, the state police has a lot of unmarked vehicles on the on the highway. But again, they will be a uniformed state police officer in that unmarked vehicle if you are getting pulled over. Yeah, I think that to me is the most kind of valuable piece of information, because unless I'm doing something completely egregious, an unmarked car is not going to pull me over. No. Especially if that officer on the inside does not have a full uniform on. I mean, I feel like I can pretty much count on that. Yeah, pretty much. Unless I'm doing something that's altering the lives of other people in some way, shape, or form. So if you are getting pulled over by an unmarked car, the reds and blues are flashing, and the officer steps out and has a uniform on, I feel like like you're pretty safe. You're pretty safe in that scenario. You always know because the trooper will have their campaign hat on. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) We don't wear hats, but they always have that campaign Um, hat on. In the scenario of me getting pulled over, the one time here in Fort Wayne, the other seatbelt issue is back in Pennsylvania, uh, where I'm originally from, he did have a uniform on. So that's, I mean, I didn't call, I didn't do anything in that moment because he did have a uniform on, but I still thought it was peculiar. And I don't know if I thought it was so peculiar because I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, I have my seatbelt on. Anything else? You know, that's, yeah. I think that's maybe why I thought it was so peculiar. I don't know. Yeah. I was out over here on Airport Expressway, actually, uh, not too far from the studio. Yeah. It was probably a seatbelt detail. So um, that is where the government just pays jurisdictions to just pull over people to enforce wow. seatbelt laws. And it's a $25 ticket, no points to your license, just a reminder to put your seatbelt yeah. on. I did your not on. get a ticket or anything. Nothing <laughs> happened from it, I, I do yeah. want to say. Um, I just remember finding it odd. That's all. I just remember finding it really odd. And in the case of Pennsylvania, same kind of thing. I was going through a school zone, pulled me over to check if I had my seatbelt on. And at the time, I'm like 17. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it dings if I don't have it on. I don't know. I probably wasn't as kind when I was 17 as I was out here recently. Well, some people actually will, to get around that, they'll buckle the seatbelt behind them so they don't oh. have to wear it. So the ding doesn't happen, but they're really not wearing their oh, seatbelt. Oh, well, okay. So people I'm do that, all sorts of weird I'm things. I'm not that clever, I guess. Some I, take I always the wear shoulder harness and they put it down around under their arm. And that is not a proper way to, proper way to wear your seatbelt. And you can get ticketed for that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you have to wear your seatbelt properly okay. in order to not So if you do the whole the arm tuck thing, yeah, you, which I know like sometimes when I'm eating in the car, yeah. which... Uh, what? Not when I'm driving, but like when I'm sitting in the passenger, <laughs> I'll always tuck it like under my arm to eat. Yeah. I did not know that. Well, that's interesting. Are there any other, you know, 
police imposter or like sketchy things that would be really helpful, at least in terms of the state of Indiana, uh, for Hoosiers to be aware of. Like I love the red and blue white or red and blue lights thing. I did not know that was yes. a thing. I did not know it was different by state. Yeah, it can be. I think most states though are red and blue, but there are a few that that aren't. Well, like the blue bubble, right, in Michigan. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, and even fire, they don't have red and blues. They have just red. Right. Right. So they're not law enforcement, but they are emergency vehicles. So. Um, so there's all sorts of differences and nuances from state to state. Uh, but I just want to caution people, um, and not just for police imposters, but really the scams on the phones as well. Um, people should never, I mean, I'm getting them now um, through through Aurora's Credit Union. Um, that, that's my bank of choice. Mm -hmm. But I'm getting a bunch of texts. Hey, if, if, you, if you didn't make this $679 transaction, click this link. Don't click the link. Don't do it. Yeah, I say. You know, I got that text at three in the morning. Oh yeah, so, that should be your first red flag. Yes, yeah. red flag. Don't click the link. If you have, you sh you know, check with your bank. Hey, uh, is this is this something that's happening? Because sometimes people can't get a hold of your number and mm -hmm. make transactions, and then you may have a point where they're alerting you. But you know, I just went in and checked my account. I'm like, okay, there's nothing pending. That's junk mail. Right. Uh, someone trying to scam you and and get into your phone by use by you using a link getting your passwords, getting all this stuff and information off your phone. So just be cautious when things come through text message, um, unless you have those alerts um, that you've signed up for those alerts, and then just double check with your banking or financial institution if you get those, that this legitimate. Um, they shouldn't be texting you at three in the morning. Uh, no. Um, it should normally come through business hours um, if they're gonna contact you at all, and then just double check, confirm with your bank by calling them. The other one in terms of police, and I know you said you don't solicit for donations yeah. or financial funds through the phone. You guys never do that yeah. anyway, which is a great pro tip. But what about warrants, by the way? Since, I mean, you're always gonna conduct a warrant they will, they will issue you a card to your home okay. telling you you have a warrant for your arrest. So you arrest. won't get essentially a piece of mail. You should get a piece this. of mail okay. from the last address you gave them when you were booking, when they were you were getting booked in. That's the address they're going to mail it to. If you, if you get that, you have time to turn yourself in and take care of it. If you don't, then you can be picked up at any time. If warrants, you're on the list of warrants hmm. for that day, they'll come to your home. They might go to your work, you know, depending on what your warrant's for. Um, and depending on your level of, of criminal activity or, you know, if, if you're known to have weapons, there might be some um, situations where a swap might be called out to serve oh, this geez. warrant. Yeah. You know, especially the high profile warrants like murder and, and attempted murder, those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, we are way out of time. Um, but if you have missed any previous episodes of Unholstered, this is just the tip of the iceberg. If you feel like me, like you learned a lot today, you're going to learn a ton <laughs> from the previous episodes of Unholstered. You can download it anywhere you download a podcast, your town, your team, your topics. This is Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And remember, you can listen every Saturday morning at 1030 on WoWo 1190 and 1075 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.